Aspiring Headliner with QSC. Welcome to Headliner Radio. I'm here today with Harry Lloyd, better known as Waiting for Smith, to talk about his journey so far and his new release, Skylight Dawn. Hi, Harry. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? Grace, I'm great. We got past the internet trouble. <laughs> yes, so. I know, yeah. I know. It's not great, is it? <laughs> um, where are you joining us from today? Um, I'm in Amsterdam. Amsterdam? And yeah, so I moved, I moved to Holland like two years ago. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of came here for the second part of the lockdown and then I never left. Because I just thought, whoa, everyone's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would so love to go. I was supposed to go before lockdown, but obviously um, everything got cancelled so we couldn't go. So I was really gutted about yeah. that. Yeah, it's one place it's, I'd love to go. Yeah, it's, it's very magical. I mean, it, it's known for obviously everything that it's known for, but mm. on, the other side of, on the other side of that, it's, um, it's a very sunny place. I feel like, like just today I was walking down the street and... I just like smiled at a builder and he was like, Hey man, who had it? Like, like really like, he was really like, Hey, what's up? Oh, like I'm living my life. Yeah, and you're don't... living your life. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Like it's another day on the planet kind of thing. Oh, I love And that. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Happy vibes everywhere. Yeah. That's what you is. need. That's there what is. you need. Yeah, yeah um, you do. Yeah. So what have you been up to the last couple of months? Cause I know like the last few years have been crazy. Like, due to lockdown and all of that but what have you been up to to keep yourself busy um what have I been doing the last few months so I've been doing a bunch of music videos for a new EP that's coming out uh, my new EP trying not to try on the 25th of November that's the first plug (laughs) and um yeah so there's a the night before that there's going to be a show in London um looking to sell out the waiting room um which will be wow. really cool. So I'll be wait, waiting for Smith at the waiting room. That's good. Which feels, I love that. Yeah. It feels something, I don't know, something sort of dreamy about it, like some sort of slightly surreal or something. I quite like it. Yeah. And um, so we're preparing for that, um, putting on a show with a full band and going to have a little surprise in the middle of it. And I want it to be uh, not just an audio experience, but also visual and maybe even getting some other elements. So you'll kind of have lots of sensory input. Wicked. And um, yeah, the last few months have really been kind of preparing for that. So doing a bunch of different music videos. Um, mm-hmm. One one that I just recently released, Skylight Dawn, um, mm-hmm. which was yeah filmed in two stages. Wow. And had a, had a really nice a kind of a big proper crew of like 12 people and um, so a couple of amazing actors. Uh, and it's, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's about... Um, personal yeah difficulties within uh, a relationship and uh, as you as you start to love someone deeper you realize um it brings out parts of yourself that you weren't aware of and wow. you know everyone everyone who goes into a relationship uh, realizes like you, th- you firstly think well maybe the other person's kind of a bit mad and then you're like wait i'm mad as well <laughs> yeah we're both yeah. mad. Wait, everyone is mad. <laughs> yeah. no, everyone's pretending to be normal, but we're all kind of mad. And we're, we're all trying crazy, to figure out. Yeah. Our, yeah, we're all trying to figure out these parts of ourselves. And that's what I'm, I'm really fascinated about um, and about mental health. And the whole EP is, is about that subject. Um, wow. Trying not to try, which is. Um, I love that is, name, by the way. That's, do you? I love okay, that. That's yeah. really, really nice to hear. 
Yeah. What, what does it mean? What does it mean to you when you hear it? What do you feel from it? I just think of everyone like just just like trying not to try, isn't it? Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's, I think it's it's so simple, but it means it's so deep. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I suppose you do kind of know what I mean. <laughs> No, no, but it's it's funny because I I find it hard to describe it myself. But it's yeah. a it's a term it's a term that's always stuck with me. I had it, it kind of the the term came about in a song I did a long time ago uh, called Long Life, and um, that was a song really that I wrote to myself in bed uh, five or six years ago, mm. when I I had I had this. Uh, we'll probably maybe get into it later, but I had a a big accident and it it meant that I was in bed for a year and yeah. Um, I wrote this song to myself, Long Life, which really uh, was my way of saying, hey, it's all going to be fine. You know, this maybe is happening for a reason. And the concept of trying not to try kind of came into my mind then and I kind of discovered it. And then years later now with this new EP, it just seems to, it seems to sort of sum up everything in life. Like the minute we let go and we stop trying, things start to start to arise and, and arrive. But the minute we try too hard, mm-hmm. we push too hard, we want too much, we desire too much, yeah. um, we, we sort of miss the point. Um, and that's, that's what I'm really fascinated by is that balance of how you can um, put effort into something and care and passion, but at the same time, let go of the outcome. Um, and yeah, something, something that I'm curious about and um, yeah. hoping other people will yeah, resonate like yourself with i feel like i'm more means... curious about this now <laughs> i never That's really great. thought about it so much but just that five minutes of talking to you about it has made me think more too <laughs> yes i love That's that amazing um, That's so cool <laughs> so so you mentioned um the skiing accident you were yeah. a ski instructor in the french alps yeah yes and obviously sadly you had quite a severe accident if you don't mind me asking what actually happened and when when did this happen? Yeah, so there was it's nearly crazy enough. It's nearly seven nearly seven years ago. Wow. Um and it was you know, it was I went out to the Alps to um because I didn't want to go to university or and I left school mm. and I thought, well, what am I gonna do with my time and my life? And um, I was okay at skiing um, mm. and I thought well what else do I like I love languages okay where can I learn languages well I don't want to learn it in a classroom I, I want to go hit the streets and talk to people so wow. I thought right I'll go I'll go to Paris I went to Paris first I got a job in a restaurant and then I started working in sort of like light entertainment doing like flyering for comedy shows okay and then when my French was good enough I went to the Alps and um, I passed my first exams to become an instructor there. Mm. And after that, um, you know, I I got into that world and it was well paid and amazingly exciting. And I was speaking um, French and I was, I got to learn Russian through my ski school and, and all these, it was like my university, but I was also being paid at the same time and meeting so many interesting people from all, all different areas of life um because you think of skiing as quite an elitist sport in some way because it's 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 got a lot of money to it but there's there's also the locals who who grew up with it who it would be no different from us going to 
you know the local football stadium or something yeah, yeah. and so there there's that um and there's there's people from all sides of uh, england like i had a friend a great friend of mine who grew up on a council estate and and he was just really talented at sport and got a bit of money together and and kind of headed out there and so you you meet people from all areas and so it became this my university really yeah. and after a few years of doing that i thought well i kind of i don't know i've kind of i've seen and done what i want to do here what do i want to do next and i and i was i used to play in the evenings in the bars um you know as a piano man oh, cool. kind of thing and yeah and then uh, and, and jam with friends and and do that for a bit of extra money and then um i went back one season with the intention of like okay i'm going to finish the last qualification of my exams and have that forever and then go pursue something else and then i broke my back oh my gosh um, yeah so it was it was really strange it was so like it really talking was about bad. yeah oh my it was goodness. well it was it was bad um if if you see it as a bad thing but i i chose at the moment to see it as a good thing because although that sounds kind of mad i wanted something different i wanted to change yeah. i knew in my heart that music was something i wanted to pursue mm-hmm. but i couldn't i couldn't i didn't know where to begin like i had started writing songs and i'd kind of started doing the band thing but i didn't know how to focus on exactly what that meant like where mm. do you begin you write a song and then you have to what well, upload it or you you go to a bar and get a gig and then people want you to play covers and so you're like okay well how do i how do i begin this big journey and then when i had the accident the first thought was oh fuck i've broken my back yeah and then the second thought was wait i can do music <laughs> yeah okay so every every Which cloud sounds, every cloud every has cloud. a silver lining <laughs> yeah and that that sounds kind of crazy in some way you could say well that's that's awful but in 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 a weird way i think life has a funny way somehow of showing you things of showing you things yeah, yeah especially in the difficult moments like that thing they say disaster is a gift and mm. that seems a really cliche kind of bumper sticker thing to say but in the moments of your life that are the hardest they're the they're the they're the times i think that you can potentially um grow the most or, or or find the most extraordinary things you never thought were possible yeah that's 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 crazy that is so crazy yeah. that you've taken something like that awful to have happened to you and just made it in something amazing that you really have yeah i'm trying <laughs> i think you're doing very well <laughs> <laughs> you're doing well don't worry <laughs> um so Obviously, that was a massive push for you to do music, but kind of obviously you touched on the mental health, but what else kind of inspires you to write and um, like, yeah, well, to, to write music? So, yeah. Um, I think I think everything in, in yeah. I know that's a really general answer, but I I've always been quite a curious person, mm. like. I think as a kid, I think we are naturally all very curious. We ask, if you ask your parents, I'll probably say, well, between the ages of two to five to six, you ask a lot of questions. Mm. And then at some point, we're told not to ask so many questions and kind of just get on yeah. with the work or go to school. And 
like we kind of are told in some way to question less and to just kind of just you know do the practical yeah. side of being a human being yeah and I, I think I think I never really stopped doing that so I I just carried on being quite inquisitive and you know a lot of my friends are like that and question a lot of things and it and it brings you to some really interesting places and I think um just talking to people getting into random conversations on the yeah. street or on the, on the train or uh you see an experience or you hear an experience of of a personal loss or um or something incredibly yeah. um powerful for someone or your own experience you lose someone like I've lost friends young and mm. um uh, had experiences like my year in bed and yeah. you try to draw I guess yeah it was a year wow. yeah and I try I guess I tried to draw on those experiences and think okay firstly how can I process this myself uh, because you kind of you need to think about something and then feel it and then in order to kind of let it pass through I think I think emotion is like an energy it kind of it's something like if you, you you know like if you're angry or something mm. you're you can sometimes feel very like you're shaking mm. uh, I don't know if you've experienced anger but yeah it, <laughs> right you yeah. feel kind of like you're vibrating like you're shaking yeah. and I was taught by someone to to let go of anger to literally just punch the air and and to like throw like throw your hands out to dance those kind of things move your body because yeah. it it allows that vibration of of anger which is i i think a kind of energy a form of energy to pass through and um i guess i guess i'm just fascinated by by everything you can do and and uh, the things we have the capability we have to help ourselves with our mental health our physical health Mm. um be the best people we can be and that that for me is always I keep coming back to that topic um and anytime I talk to someone about it a new idea comes or if I experience something myself or or maybe my girlfriend does or a friend and you draw on that and then then you sort of I don't know I sometimes hear a song in it and and the song will just kind of come out yeah like it's yeah it sort of appears I don't know yeah, that songwriting was, is magic to me. Yeah, it really, really is. That was going to be my next kind of question. Like, what inspires you? Do you write on your um, own experiences, or do you write on other people's experiences, or both? And and it seems that you do both, and that, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I like uh, I like to sometimes think of. I think it's a nice exercise to do anyway. To when they say to you know to step into someone else's shoes. Yeah, I was to, literally to, about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To generally do that, I mean, to generally do that is 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 difficult. At the best in time, especially if someone's being really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't want to step into that person's shoes. They're being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but actually, I don't know if if you can do that. Sometimes it's 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 bizarre. Um, you really start to feel what they're feeling, and I think that's really that's sort of empathy and that and the leading to compassion. And I think that's uh, something you do especially when you're like I write for other artists sometimes yeah Yeah. and I'm in writing sessions and if someone's told me something really personal about their life um the the only way to uh 
truly experience what they experience and try and help them you know express what they want to express is to feel what they're feeling yeah and so you you do feel you feel like the sense of loss for for them if they've lost someone they you know recently loved Mm. And, and and it brings you to that emotional space and then and then out of that there's sort of songs in that yeah. space yeah um yeah it's uh, jk rowling and um, as you know of, of the author of harry potter mm-hmm. obviously she's done, done doing loads of other stuff as well um she describes creativity i really liked her description of it as um as the lake and the shed Okay. So she says that, yeah, it's really stuck with me because I think it's a really, a really good description of it. She says that the lake is where the ideas come from. That's like, if you think of it as like in Harry Potter terms, it's like, uh, like a bubbling, you know, lake with like steam coming off it and it's kind of magical and mystical and you don't really understand it. And that's where the, that's where the ideas come from and they, they appear out of there. Mm. And then once, you, once you've captured them, you then go to the shed and you work on them. So okay. I find that with I find that with songs they seem to they seem to appear out of a blue sky like yeah. I don't know where they come from they happen mm-hmm. and then you go okay what's this song trying to tell me or can I make this lyric clearer or actually I really like the verse bit here but then the chorus is just about I don't know cornflakes or something I, what, what, <laughs> what who wants to hear a story about cereal like, yeah. <laughs> No, why am I saying cornflakes all the time? And then you're like, oh no, mistakes. It's mistakes. Oh, it's mistakes. Okay. It's really strange. Wow, they, yeah. It sometimes comes, it can come as gibberish sometimes to you. Yeah. And then you start like a puzzle. You start to kind of put it together and go like, what, what is this thing about? Mm. That's, that's yeah. crazy. I, li- I really like the insight on that. I've not heard it like that before. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So um, who did you grow up listening to and what do you think your influence was to do, like who influenced you, sorry, to do music? Um, oh, it's, so, it's a, such a big one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 <laughs> so there's so many people, but I think... The main ones. There's, there's early, I think there's early feelings of uh, hearing a lot of the old, like 70s, stuff around my house when i was a kid yeah heard a lot of like uh bob dylan and mm-hmm. Le- leonard cohen Me too, for yeah. The, yeah for the lyricism especially that yes i heard i heard that and i thought you know some of those early lyrics you just think what the hell do they what do they mean yeah what you can't even work it out yeah and then you go into it and it, it resonates that's it resonates on a truthful level you don't really know what it means and then yeah, I think that definitely stuck with me. Like the lyrics don't always have to say exactly what you mean, but they can they can be another world that yeah. that creates a feeling and then people can delve deeper and deeper into it and take whatever meaning they want from it. Yeah. Um so for me that and then there was Van Morrison and Carly Simon and uh JJ Kale. I remember I discovered mm-hmm. JJ Kale uh through an old collection of my dad's tapes you know cassette recorders mm-hmm. my my first car i bought i got basically given it by my grandmother it was a ford fiesta and it was like i think i got it off her from like for like 150 pounds 
or something. Wow. It was wow. really shit. It was really, really shit. <laughs> <laughs> Little car. And I think she even thought it was terrible. And she was like, okay, cool, if you want it. And so I, I, I yeah. took that. And the only thing it had was a tape player still. And we we like part way past tape players. We already with Spotify then and stuff. Mm. So um so I remember listening to all these tapes and I would like put in new tape every day and JJ Care was one of those people and uh the kinks and um of course you grow up around it, you can't not not listen to the Beatles and those of kind course, of things. Yeah. And then then you kind of see where things lead and you realize that JJ Care inspired Eric Clapton and Eric Clapton um covered a song of J.J. Kale's that meant that J.J. Kale never had to work again. And then Eric Clapton was, you know, doing stuff that John Mayer really loved. And then mm. John Mayer both loved, you know, Eric Clapton and J.J. Kale. And then John Mayer inspires the next generation. And so then, yeah, you get onto the people like that. Um, and then I guess, like, you hear those early things. I remember really early on, maybe four or five like dancing to some Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. um, I was trying to do the moonwalk I've, and I'm, I messed up really bad. <laughs> Did you ever nail it? I, I, I don't know. You have to ask. <laughs> you have to ask some Michael It's something please. that I could never nail. I could I never know. do it. <laughs> It's actually really hard. It I is mean, he's really done, hard. It's <laughs> done great making it look so easy, but. Yeah, I, I, I did it on a wet surface um, in a bathroom. I think it was on like the top of a bath or something. And I was trying to do that on top of mm. a bath as you do. Yeah. Slipped over and absolutely smashed my head in. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible. So I was always always getting into accidents. When Quite I was accident kid. prone, yeah. <laughs> Quite accident prone. But then, I mean, to take it back to the question, um, and then I guess... Recently, I discovered, or the last 10 years or five years, people like Nick Mulvey, mm-hmm. who totally like made, made, opened up my world of songwriting. And then like the Lewis Capaldi's of, of the world. And yeah. even someone like Dermot O'Kennedy, where I went, oh, whoa, okay, I might not listen to this all the time, mm. but I can see like how much passion there is in what he's saying. Yeah. And, you can still appreciate it. Yeah, and you can appreciate it. And I think his, his songs are great. Um, and I remember seeing a video of his and thinking, whoa. And um, and then, yeah, more recently, like Hollow Coves and then um, mm-hmm. those kind of more acoustic-y things. And, and then I moved to Amsterdam. So then there's all the dance stuff and so, like, so much going to, like, techno and, yeah. and like, going into house and uh, people like Solomon and... So I'm I'm really interested in in lots of different types of music, and I I think one of my things is I'm always having to try not to do is try not to make like you know disco, techno, and acoustic all at the same time in the same batch of songs because it really confuses people. Yeah. So so I have to kind of constantly I remind myself like okay that will be the next thing. Yeah. So at the moment the thing that i'm always really interested in with this ep was gospel mm-hmm. and and how you can kind of create that harmony with voices and you create that real set like you can throw the emotion further with all those singers yeah and 
and really like pushing myself focally to be like on the edge of my comfort zone to give across more feeling and you can hear that at the end of Skylight Dawn and Mm -hmm. in this new track that's coming next week Tidal Wave um cool and it's it's nice it's nice to always be slightly at your edge yeah where you're like oh I don't know if I can quite get this and then you if you get it it kind of you feel such a sense of euphoria yeah and kind of doing so, things to like cater for everyone I suppose so anyone yeah. could kind of listen to your music like it doesn't have to be one type of genre yeah I like I like the idea at the basis that um the songs have helped me when I wrote them they helped me to process something and mm. hopefully they're universal enough that people listen to them also um and they feel similar things yeah um and they're allowed to process the things that they're going through in their lives and that that's really the ultimate goal for me with music is yeah uh to help people through it in some way um that that's the dream you know when i get a message and someone says oh i woke up i woke up every day to your song and um i was having a crap time at work and that was my theme tune to like walk to work with then i'm like wow. great job job done yeah like, that i did feels, it yeah. yeah i did i did something i think it's nice i like i like the feeling of helping yeah that's, helping people process I, stuff i think that's the best thing about music as well um yeah. is that it like helps people and everyone can relate like even if um you've written a song about one situation somebody could relate to it about a completely different situation and you won't even know like how much impact that you're having on these people and I think that's brilliant I think that's really really great yeah it's that's the beauty of a song is that you can write a song about losing a friend yeah and someone takes it as their breakup song yeah yeah exactly yeah because we're all experiencing the same things in a different form mm. um yeah so that's exactly that it can be interpreted any way you want yeah i love that and that's, that's really brilliant. nice yeah cool um so your artist's name harry is waiting for smith yes yeah it is um yeah what what's the inspiration for that name i'm quite intrigued well smith was the first drummer that basically never showed up so oh (laughs) so So really that simple that's really where it started it started as a joke um waiting around the smith to show and then i thought there's something there's something slightly poetic about this yeah this kind of the the waiting for something you know and i like i like the philosophical kind of feeling to it but also the fact that it's light and not taking itself too seriously. Mm. Um, because that is, that's something I like to do with music. Um, is, is it have the, have both those things, something to think about with the lyrics, but then maybe give a little bit of hope or a little bit of humor yeah. to say like, it's all fine. Like, don't worry about it. It's all going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. He's coming. He'll turn yeah. up someday. Or if he doesn't, that's also fine. <laughs> also, oh, we'll just do good. it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's so good. that's where it came about. Yeah, he he was a he was a drummer, and I was, a, I basically when I started things, mm. um, I I my first band when I was really young, uh, I was the drummer, so I was the drummer and the singer, and so when I started to go out front and write songs, 
I um, had to find someone to drum. But drums are really hard to, good ones, really hard to keep and also really hard to find. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just, yeah. went through so many, so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which um, is weird too. Sorry. So yeah, it's meant to be, I guess. Yeah. N- yeah. I did. I went to music college and we only had like. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we only had like three or four drummers on the course. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Um, so, Harry, your music um, has been played everywhere, really. Quite, quite a few radio plays you have over 191. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mental. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And you've made it in sync as well. Yeah. Which is even crazier. I'm very happy for you. Um, tell me, Thanks. just tell me all about that, like the radio plays and the sync business. Like, what was it like when you first heard your song on the radio? Did you know it was going to be played or was it a surprise um, to you? I think the first if you time I played, yeah, the first ever one would have been probably through like BBC Introducing or something mm. in Oxford. Mm. And that was an amazing experience to write write a song and then hear it be like, and this is the new one, wait, you know, and you're like, whoa, this is so surreal. That's me. <laughs> and then, yeah, this is me. Oh, whoa, okay, that's cool. Someone else does maybe, maybe two other people listening to this somewhere. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, it just started to kind of pick up. Um, I got I got a few spot plays on Radio Two and one randomly on Radio One by Hugh Stevens. Um, weirdly on the same day that I met him at Latitude Festival it was re- he was like hey I'm playing a song tonight I was like yeah. huh? <laughs> and he told me and I was like uh, we had the tent opposite on the stage at Latitude and it was it was really really bizarre serendipity and yeah since then um, there was there's an American uh, group that really helped us out mm. uh, that plugging it over I don't know 75 stations in the States wow um and then just little by little, like recently WDR in Germany and some of the independent radio stations there and like Fritz Radio and Flux FM and stuff, they picked up on some tracks. So the minute people or radio stations start to play your songs without you asking them to or without you mm. sending anything in, that's when you know you're like, okay, this that's exciting. Something's yeah. going on. Yeah. And that that started to happen over the last couple of years. Um, and it's how it's what I'm interested in also is kind of where to go in Europe because a lot of the artists that I would maybe be considered in the same bracket are have broken through places like Germany mm. um, yeah so I'm, I'm really grateful for it. I'm all I'm still surprised if it gets picked up on something and I hear it and um, it's only happened to me once where I've switched it on and something's come on and that was that was really surreal. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I was playing my, my like Apple music or my Spotify or something. And I was like, Whoa. is that me? Yeah, I was like, what's going Don't worry, on? guys, it's just my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. Uh, I'm just kidding everyone. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. And then um, sync with the sync world. Yeah. Um, how much do you know like about sync? Are you interested in sync and stuff? I am, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, it, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. I has, mean, um, um, 
I know that you was on a Netflix series. Yeah, that helped massively. That was, um, uh, again, song song about loss. A lot of people took it as a song about heartbreak. But yeah. um, a song for grace. Um, yeah. It was written about one of my first girlfriends who unfortunately died really young when she we was 17. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and um, that was a weird, a strange experience um, because... Um, that happened and then after the thing happened I was sitting at the piano and I felt like she was there it was really odd and like she gave me the song or something Um, and then yeah it was really a a magical experience uh, but really hard for her family I think and um, that song it got discovered on yeah vis-a-vis yeah uh, locked locked up which is like a (laughs) which I was so unexpected of because it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, women, it's women in prison in Spain. It's like hard, hardcore gangster Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, where have they played that? Like, okay. <laughs> like, this is a soft yeah. piano ballad with a little bit of a kick behind it. Yeah. It's amazing and then what I you realized, can do anything though, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. And I, 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 heard, I saw that on one of the scenes in that and that was that was a crazy experience. Um, Did you know it was going to sh- be used? No, I didn't, didn't know. And then I no, and then I got a I got a call to say, oh, it's it's going on, and it's on this episode and whatever. And I, I was actually watching the series at the time. It was really really surreal. Yeah, that's like and it then, meant to be. Yeah, kind of a meant to be thing. And uh, I looked at my Shazams before, it and it was I don't know thousand five hundred two thousand or something, and the track was on. 40,000 streams or something and within three weeks it had, it had charted in the top shazams of all time in the six countries wow it was crazy like in the top 150 or something that is crazy um, and it went from like 1,500 to nearly 65,000 in three weeks wow um, and for me that was that's huge like yeah. obviously Justin Bieber probably is like ah, oh, only and seven thousand shazams today. That's a poor day. Yeah, no, <laughs> but for me, amazing, I was like though. buzzing. Yeah. yeah, and I and I felt in some way it was it was beautiful because it it felt like Grace will always be there, you know, in some in some form. She kind of gave that song and and she gave so much. But um, it was I don't know. There was something I felt like okay, that song's done its course. Yeah, and uh, a couple of people when I did a tour through Europe in Germany knew the song and that was really surreal because wow. they came up and they were like and I could see them singing it at the back and I was like they can't really they can't know it <laughs> and then they then they came up and they did and again that's just mental it doesn't get any it doesn't get normal I don't know why yeah it just, it just it's so surreal I think but it's I'm very grateful for it yeah that really is like that that whole situation is just like a meant to be situation yeah Wow. Wow. Gosh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to move You're probably on? like, I was expecting some jokes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's the matter with this guy? No, He's I just like, think. Such a hard time. <laughs> wow. I just think. Just wow. Honestly. Um, That's yeah. awesome. So. That's awesome that you think that. Yeah. Thanks. No worries. Do you want to move on and talk about your new single then, Skylight Dawn? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, I've had the pleasure of listening to it, by the way. I love it. It's very, very Thank good. Um, so you kind of touched on it earlier about what kind of inspired you. But um, what is the song about and what was the writing process for that song like for you? How did it go? Um, so the song, the song is really about, um, yeah, relationship. It doesn't have to be just mine mm-hmm. or it, it's a universal thing um this the video is actually with uh two women two mm-hmm. women that are in love um and uh it's about that 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 push and pull it's the push and pull feeling of yeah yes this feels right no this doesn't because it is painful yeah and it's i, I think it's that constant thing that we have um and i think it happens a lot if you find the right person it can sometimes happen yeah a lot in a way that you're like but why because this feels right but yeah. now it feels wrong and you and you always question yourself in the wrong moments you're like well why does it feel wrong mm. well because because i'm in pain because it's brought something up for me that i haven't resolved yeah and i think i think we can in a in a good healthy relationship i think I think it can be the the portal the door to immense growth mm. um and immense understanding and it increases so much and and that's really what skylight dawn is about that um the main sentiment is you know we're better together yeah um and there there's there's images like we're we're urban trees on concrete streets yeah which i, I I really like that image. I, I remember walking along and go, I'll go into the writing process in a moment, but I remember walking along the street and thinking that's such a good metaphor in some way to growth because yeah, the tree it? is trying to burst out of the concrete. Yeah. Wow. It's the roots such of good the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I, and I take uh, equal credit with my co-writer, Dane Etridge, who's also my producer. Yeah. Um, and that was we wrote that song on the first day we ever met. Wow. Yeah, it was it was again a real meant to be thing, I think, because uh we had been connected by like an A and R and then we met, we instantly got on. I mm. was experiencing exactly these feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I told him about it, like the most personal thing that you might, you know, might have to have a couple of beers to tell a good friend. Mm. And and then we there we were having this like really in-depth conversation. And I started with this just like I had this idea of just like someone I now notice, someone I now notice. I that, love just that. that. Yeah. Just that feeling, which is like which is the feeling of, oh fuck. It's not just them, it's it's also me, it's both of us. It's a it's a it's a dynamic between the two, and that's pulling out different versions of us. And so that was the kind of a, it's an epiphany is kind of that, that feeling. There's something I now notice. And I sung that to Dane and he was like, oh yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And then we just started from there. The conversation translated into the song. And by the end of the day, we had the song, we had Mm. it demoed and we were like, right, I think we should make this. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, then we, we decided to, yeah, get drums and bass and did it in a salt and battery studios in london so we were at a dane's writing room before that 
and it was again just a really quick process suddenly we had it and there it was and then we got on so well that we were like okay maybe there's more and we ended up co-writing uh bar two songs which were just just written by me Mm. um we co-wrote four songs together and this whole ep of six six tracks wow so that yeah which is out november 25th and it was such a beautiful experience doing it with dame because just i mean that's what i think where the good stuff comes from is from talking and conversation and trusting someone yeah you have you have to really trust your co-writer yeah that's very very true yeah i love Um, hearing it's very interesting like i love hearing the background stories of songs and how they're written it's very interesting do you write songs yourself as well i do yeah i I give it a go (laughs) yeah um got a few here and there so hopefully one day we'll do something with them i look forward to hearing them i'll I'll let you know hopefully You'll see my name out there one day as well. <laughs> be awesome. Yeah. Um, wicked. All right. Okay. So what, this is kind of this is quite a big question. What kind of artist do you see yourself as? Genre and in general. Mm, that's a good question. Mm. <laughs> If I could sum it up in one word, it would be hope. Wow. I love that. I love that. Because that that is the thing. It always comes back. However much I want to write something when I'm feeling really down, that's just miserable. Mm. Always by the middle eight or by the bridge, it's come back too. But it's all going to be fine because things pass. It always comes back. I can't help it. Yeah. I think it's just it's in my system. So I think with, um, yeah, that that's what I that's what I aim to do is give if give is give hope, yeah. And that whatever I can, however I can do that, by any sound, by any genre, it's whatever feels good for that, yeah. That song, I love that. Like, yeah. So I think that's that would be my, yeah. Never really thought about it like that. So thanks. That's, That's all right. really helped me. Now I know how to answer that question. <laughs> That's it's always okay. super stuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a difficult question, that one. Yeah. It is. Um, and it I, is. you did touch on this earlier, um, but the message that you want to put out with your music, the main message, what is that? Yeah, I think that um still hope. I think that I think it's something along those lines, but it's it's the it's that everything, everything changes, everything passes. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is constant. Mm. What one day feels like a nightmare, tomorrow could feel like so long ago. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, to, to put that message out really is something I think a lot about to help myself if when I, or I get low. Is to mm. think like, yeah, we're we're always we're always changing, and to know, I mean, this new song, the next single, "Tidal Wave," is really about that. Mm-hmm. It's about seeing that some days are just really bad days. Some yeah. some days happen. You have bad experiences or experiences that don't feel nice yeah. in life, but that's part of life. Like life is experience. Mm. 
it is about it has to have the up and it has to have the down to be an experience otherwise we'll all just be at peace which would be my that would be my biggest wish be great everyone at peace bubbling along just in this state of consciousness where nothing nothing is judged there's no up and down I think but I think that's where we come from I think that's where it all began yeah yeah and now now with that expressing itself through us in different versions in different experiences that means that one day you'll be sad and the next day you'll be happy mm-hmm. and you should cry and you should laugh even in the same sentence and that's totally fine yeah i think just that to to allow yourself to be the full version of yourself um and not judge your experience but just experience it and it's of course way easier to say that than practice it but it's something I'm always trying to work on. Yeah, I love that. It's a really good outlook just on life that you have. And the and the fact that you've put it into your music as well is just amazing, I think, really. Thanks, Grace. That's all right. <laughs> I, feel, I feel lifted from this conversation. It's yeah. just nice words. It's really made nice. me think, this whole interview. <laughs> I've been just sitting there thinking, wow, yeah. I've not actually looked at life like that, but... I think I might start. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's do it. Okay. Well, I think that brings us to a nice end. But before we go, um, you mentioned your new single coming out. Um, uh, t- t- what was it called again? Sorry. Uh, Tidal Wave. Tidal Wave. Yeah. That was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else coming up that you want to share? Um, any shows? Um, any more singles yes. coming out? Yeah, so Tell Tidal us. Wave is is out on the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. um, end of this end of this week on Friday. Um, so give it pretty safe mm-hmm. and spread spread the word. Um, the EP in its full entirety of six songs, which will include the four singles already released, mm-hmm. uh, which will run "Save Me," "Scarlet Dawn," and "Tidal Wave," mm-hmm. will be out. Uh, November 25th yeah and the EP launch show is before that in London on the 24th at the waiting room so anyone from London (laughs) yeah or close by grab a ticket you can see it on we we got tickets and there's a link in my bio on Instagram under at waiting for Smith so come down to experience what life has to offer yes Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Harry. Thank you, Grace. I really, really really enjoyed enjoyed this. Yeah. Me too. Wicked. Right. Well, take care and hopefully we will talk to you again soon. Excellent. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.